Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Questions. My name is Nathan Elam. I'm here with Pastor Joel. How are you doing today? Doing great. Great. Great to see you. And uh, we have kind of a beefy, lengthy question today. So we're going to split this up into four parts. Uh, but Joel's going to be answering this all right now in one take. And so we hope you enjoy this over the next four weeks as you tune into questions. And as a reminder, subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you found this episode, YouTube, uh, like us on Facebook, and we would always love to hear from you and any future questions you might have. So today we have a question from Austin who writes in and says, what does biblical masculinity look like in the home? Pastor Joel, what does God's Word have to say? That's a great question. Thanks, Austin. Looking forward to answering it. All right, we're continuing with the question about what is biblical manhood, um, primarily as it pertains to the home. And so we've broken this up into four parts. First, uh, the duty of a husband to his wife. That was part one. Second, the duty of a father to his children. That was part two. And now we're looking at Part three, the duty of a grandfather to his grandchildren. Um, I've previously written a little bit on this. I'm going to read just one short paragraph for us. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22 says this, a good man, and I love that word, a good man, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, not just an inheritance to his children but an inheritance to his children's children. But the sinner's wealth, the wealth of the wicked, is laid up for the righteous. Now, if God would be so kind as to provide the necessary grace, I personally, Joel Webin, I long to be a good man in accordance with this text, Proverbs 13, 22. And although I believe that the inheritance specifically mentioned in this text contains far more than merely material wealth, money, certainly it cannot contain less. Therefore, I'm committed to being the kind of man who diligently plans for the financial futures of not merely my children, but also my grandchildren. In our gospel-centered everything Christian culture today, I think we often over-spiritualize. And so we look at a text like Proverbs 13, verse 22, and we talk about a good man, a righteous man, a Christian man, leaving an inheritance not only for the next generation, his children, but, but, but the generation after that, his children's children. And, and we, would, we would truncate it. We would make it exclusively, or we'd be at least tempted to make it exclusively spiritual. But I believe that it is inclusive. It, I believe that this text is referencing material wealth, financial investment. Now, do I think that it's more than that? That it includes a spiritual inheritance, sound doctrine, and, and, and the gospel? Of course. Of course, I think it's more than material wealth. But the question is, is it less? And from the text and, and a host of other texts and just 
the overarching principle that the Bible talks about with stewardship and money and the obligation of a father to his children and, and a grandfather to his children's children, I don't think we can say that Proverbs 13.22 is speaking of anything less than money. More than money? Sure. But less? No. So what does it look like to be a Christian man in regards to a grandfather's responsibility to his grandchildren? I think it looks like planning for their financial futures. Now, just briefly, I don't typically do this, but just briefly, allow me to get really painfully practical, just in regards to money and how money works. When it comes to investments, there are two main factors, the amount of money and the amount of time. The amount of money and the amount of time. What I mean by that is that if somebody, you know, some anonymous benefactor chose to give to Joel Webin $500,000 when I'm at the age of 65, as much as a half a million dollars is, and as much as I would greatly appreciate that gesture, at the end of the day, if somebody was to give me $100,000, just 20% of that, when I was 25, in real financial terms, it would mean a whole lot more. To receive 20% 40 years prior, in the long run, would be a lot more money. So a grandfather's duty and being a good man, right? As a Christian man, you want to be a good man. I'm assuming if you want to be a good man, well, according to Proverbs 13, 22, a good man, he doesn't only take responsibility for the financial future of his children, but the financial futures of his children's children. And I think that there's something really insightful here. I, I think that one of the best ways that we can best position our own families financially is actually to, it's going to sound a little funny, but to skip a generation, if you will, when it comes to an inheritance. What I mean by that is, at the time that my parents pass away, if they have something left, an inheritance to give to their children, I would love to be in the financial position, and I am personally, my wife and I are working towards this, to where we would be able to take that inheritance from my parents and her parents and give that to our children, right? That we wouldn't be behind financially ourselves, my wife and I personally, to where we have to take the inheritance of our parents in our 50s, let's say. Let's say our parents pass away and we're in our 40s or 50s. We would like to be in the financial position to where we want to be behind, to where we need, right? Where we are desperate for that inheritance from our parents to be used personally for my wife and I to catch us up financially. Rather, I would like to position my wife and I financially to where we don't need an inheritance from our parents so that we can skip a generation and we can take the inheritance from our parents and give that to their grandchildren, namely our children, 
meaning that instead of us receiving an inheritance in our 40s or 50s, our children would be receiving that inheritance in their 20s. Which means that money, because it's not just the amount, when we speak of financial investments, it's not just the amount of money, but it's the amount of time. And, and receiving that inheritance from my parents and my wife's parents for our children instead of us in their 20s, instead of us receiving it in our 40s or 50s, that money is going to mean a lot more. And it's going to accomplish a lot more. And then my goal would be for my wife and I that we would be able to leave a wise and well-stewarded inheritance to our grandchildren our children's children. So if we can forego whatever inheritance we might receive from our parents and give that to our children, then we can give our inheritance to our grandchildren. And I think that's part of what Proverbs 13.22 is getting at. I do think Proverbs 13.22 is saying that a good man, he leaves an inheritance for both, not only his children, but his children's children. I think that's part of it. But I also think that one of the ways that we can leave an inheritance for our children's children is by taking the inheritance that would have been ours and giving that to our children so that our inheritance, when we pass away, can be left not to our children, but to our grandchildren, because our children have already received the inheritance that would have been ours from our parents. I hope that that makes sense. I know that's multiple generations, multiple levels, and so I apologize if I lost you for a moment. Um, but I think this is the way that Christians should think. I, I remember the parable of Jesus where he commends, he doesn't condemn, it's what we would expect, but he actually commends, he congratulates, as it were, the shrewd manager, the shrewd steward. And then he says something very interesting. He says, it's a shame, in essence. It's a shame that the sons of darkness are more shrewd than the sons of the light. As Christians, we need to be more shrewd, more strategic, more financially savvy than non-Christians. I think sometimes in, in our attempts to stand against the prosperity gospel, we, we have swung, we've overcompensated and swung the pendulum all the way over to a poverty gospel that just over-spiritualizes everything that, that does not take money seriously at all. And, and when we think in terms of what is Christian stewardship with money, we only think in terms of giving. If I'm not giving money, then I'm being selfish. Well, the reality is when it comes to money, there are more options than just giving. There are actually three primary options. That's giving, spending, and investing. And I think Christians need to begin to explore this third option. Certainly, I think it is wrong for a Christian to simply spend an excessive, lavish amount of finances on themselves without being generous and giving. But I think that you can be I think not you can be, I think you should be a righteous Christian man giving at least 10% of your income to the local church as a tithe. I do believe that's a New Testament principle as well as the old. And then beyond that, as you seek to be 
generous above and beyond, I don't think that that means that you have to then give an extra 5% today. I think what it can mean, and I think often should mean, is that you actually invest an extra, not give an extra 5%, but invest an extra 5% so that you can give a much larger sum of money, not today, but tomorrow. Christian stewardship, it looks like spending in frugality, giving in generosity, and also investing in shrewdness and wisdom. And by adopting and understanding these types of very simple financial principles, I think that we can lay up an inheritance, not only for our children, but our children's children, in a reasonable and very possible way. Hope that's helpful. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com slash offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com slash offer. And thank you for your generous support.